This is City Wrestling Radio, September 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Corey Smith, being joined by my co-host, Mr. Jose Oseguera. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I, well, okay, keep it, keep it short. I'm good. <laughs> How are you today, Jose? I'm trying, I'm trying something new. I'm good. You know, Giants got away with a win today. Um, they're not making the playoffs, but I'm happy. Hey, you know, it's it's something to be happy of. It's There's extreme championship heat going on all around this country, so it's good that you got out today, got to enjoy some sunshine. But, you know, um, all around, I think we had a lot of uh, good shows this weekend, a slew of good shows that shows. happened this weekend. Shows. Yeah, and, fun. And uh, so much to get into. You know, we got you know the devil has returned to all elite wrestling. I don't you know. know. Spoilers, man. Spoilers. Well, you know, I, I'm just saying the devil is yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE hosts, I think, one of their best pay-per-views in a long, long time. And it's the end of an era in NXT. We also got some news on the Velveteen Dream, uh, who apparently... Was a nightmare to be around. Nightmare of a person. And and not the good, fun Cody Rhodes American Nightmare Mm -hmm. type stuff. Like, this guy was weird. Well, I mean, there's a reason why he's not with the company, right? That's very true. But uh, we're going to get into all of that. And, uh, you know, but if you like the show and you want to help us out, give us a shout out, uh, you know, by liking or commenting uh, down below. It really helps out the show. Like, share, and subscribe. And let everyone know how much you love City Wrestling Radio. All right. Jose? Yes, sir. Let's just get into it. Uh, All to out. The, to the big one. 2022. 2022. All out four. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like. What did you think of the show over? First off, I mean, we're not going to go through, you know, the shows like we used to. We're not going to talk about each move. Yeah. Move I mean, by move, yeah. Screw that. But, you know. MJF is back. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a new AEW world champion, a two-time AEW world champion now in CM Punk. Yes, yes. And uh, there was like 15 matches. Holy crap. Oh, Jesus, this went on forever, right? Started at four, ended at nine? It was like 8.45. Yeah. And I think the media scrum is still going. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, AEW All Out happened. It's done. It's in the books. What did you think of this show it, overall? It, the show actually came off as the main event for the weekend. It did. A good topper, you know, cherry on top of the ice cream. This is what I wanted out of this weekend. Th- there was just a lot of things in the show that I felt like didn't need to happen. Well, there was a lot of things on the show, period. Right? Like, like, did we need the whole um, the powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks match tonight? Did we need the six man, either of the other six man tags match that weren't for the trio's titles? Yes, I actually you know? took a semi-nap during one of those. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I want to hear all about your nap. So, <laughs> And then I just, I don't know. It was just, it was weird to me. I felt like they could have done some stuff on other shows and they just kind of drag it out. But hey, yeah. that's Tony Khan. And that's how he books AEW. And I mean, yeah, I can't argue with him. It was a fun show. I really enjoyed it. But I don't know. It's just to me, just there's so much AEW on the East well, Coast. I- yeah, 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 totally. I agree with that. Uh, let's uh, the first match of the night. I mean, let's just go through the card real quick. The pre-show we saw mm-hmm. uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello uh, retaining their AAA mixed tag team titles against 
Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Apparently, Ruby Soho suffered a broken nose, I believe, during the match. Yeah, you can actually see uh, a clip of that um, that injury online. Um, Tay caught her right in the nose, and even when she fell on top of her, asked her, "Are you okay?" Yeah, and she wasn't uh, initially on the cover. She wasn't. She was like in such pain yeah. that she, her shoulders weren't pinned. So that was quite a quite a clip. The FTW Championship match. Hook defending his title against Angelo Parker. Uh, uh, this probably shouldn't have been on the show, right? But I think they wanted to highlight pre-show. Hook. And mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, Hook did starting after the match was double teamed by uh, was it what they call him Matt Menard. And uh, Angela Parker, you know, um, what are they? What fuck? I can't remember their names. The tag team name. Oh no, I don't remember. The Jericho Appreciation Society guys. Oh yeah. But they start beating down on Hook, and then who comes to save him? It's such a lousy name, right? (laughs) But Action Bronson gets in the ring, looking like he's he's been doing some promotion material for them. Although I I was looking at that shirt he was wearing, which was like Uh a seven XL, and I was like, that looks comfy right now. It is very hot out, Mister Action Bronson. Uh, yeah, I ever tell you the time where somebody came in and was like, I have somebody earlier in the day was telling me about like the chicken parm. That I guess Action Bronson knows how to make. Hmm. And, and they, yeah, he has that show where he's cooking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he was in town for um, what was it called? What's that concert called? Uh, Outside Lands. Okay. okay. It was a Bay Area, Bay Area episode. Oh, yeah. it was. And uh, while he, well, it wasn't, no, he wasn't here in Outside Lands uh, in the show, he mm-hmm. was in here for Outside Lands performing, and somebody came into my butcher shop and asked for all this chicken. They're like, oh, I'm cooking for Action Bronson. He wants chicken parm, dude. <laughs> I guess it was some cook at the event, but that's my five minutes of fame. But next up, the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Pac, defeating uh, Kip Sabian in about nine minutes and 57 seconds. And then uh, a match I thought was kind of a letdown. Eddie Kingston defeating Tomohiro Ishii in 13 minutes and 43 seconds. It, I mean, I don't know. It was. Did you see this match? I, uh, yeah, some of it. I, it was know, just was a bunch of slapping back and forth. And I, yeah, you know, it's classic, you know, Japanese brutality. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure some people like watch the match and they're like, "This is fucking amazing." He slapped him 17,000 times. What? That's like what would happen in a real fight. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, um, but you know, Ishii was not busted open, but he had a bunch of blood blisters on his uh, near his shoulder at one point, mm-hmm. to the point mm-hmm. where I was kind of like, "Damn, Kingston!" Ugh. King, I feel like Kingston's one of those guys that was just like raised by people that were forty years older than him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he has the lessons taught into him of people from the sixties and seventies. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Where like people like nowadays would be like, "Oh, don't you don't need to do that." Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, dude, am I am I seeing things or did he gain a pound or two? He, yeah, I mean, he did. Uh, like, he also grew his hair out too, so his hair's messy. Yeah. It's grown out. He's got That's all this weird. gray hair now. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he's doing all right. Like, I don't want to sit here and speculate. But no, no, no. I, I think he's he's eating McDonald's out of spite. Oh, fat, huh? Watch this. Yeah, I mean, why not? Right? You know what's funny? I was looking at him tonight, and I was like, you know. If there was ever like the shield reserves, <laughs> like <laughs> the B squad, like Kingston could have been like, you know, the backup squad, like the uh, uh, if there was it, ever a movie, I, 
Like if there was a movie based on the Shield, like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, yeah. um, if they had like a whole like crew of people, like definitely Kingston would be like the crazy explosive expert. You know what I mean? Oh Jesus Christ, he's uh, the leader of NWO Black and White. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and next up, we have uh, the casino ladder match. The seven men that came out to the ring, Wheeler, Yuta, Ray, Phoenix, El Toro, Blanco, Rush, uh, which was funny because it's a it's one of those ladder matches where anyone can win at any time. It's not like war games where mm-hmm. you have it's like everyone has to come into the ring first before you to win. You know, fuck. I mean, once that bell rang, if, you know, the first guy knocked up the second guy, went up, got it, it would have ended. Yeah. So there was a point where I believe it was like Roosh was coming out and like Wheeler Yuta was trying to. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta was climbing to the top of the ladder and Mm. and Roosh is just slowly taking off his mask, taking off everything (laughs) he was wearing with no rush. And to the point where I think even Fenix got in the ring and like hit Wheeler Yuta just to be like, okay, here, come on. Helping you out, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was funny. Uh, number four was Andrade comes out and uh, Roosh sets up the ladder for Andrade. And um, it, it was funny because he starts going up and they start kind of going back and forth. Like he starts going up the ladder. Andrade comes down and they do the salute, you know, the uh, Los Ingobernables fist bump mm-hmm. salute. And instead of just letting Andrade win because nobody else was in the ring and it was just those two. They went after the other two guys. Mm-hmm. So that was dumb. Yeah, the, this match was full of plot holes. <laughs> no, I, I understand that. It just, to me, it was that part was just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudio Castagnoli was number five. Number six was uh, Dante Martin. I gotta remember that. Claudio. Number six was Dante Martin. Number seven, Penta. Um, uh, Cerro Miedo. Mm-hmm. I guess Cerro Miedo now, whatever he wants mm-hmm. to go, go by. He's not yeah. Penta Oscuro anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's um, white back in the costume. He's not all the way black. He's not dark. Yeah, he's just regular back to regular. Regular Penta. Yeah, mm-hmm. so then the end of the match saw a bunch of hooded men come out. Yeah, well, by- did you see? Uh, th- was there a botch when when they had that weird T angle on one of the chairs? Or it looked like an A. You know, the, it was the, the big chair, the big ladder, and then one crossing it. Oh, when uh, oh, when Andrade was put onto the t- he was on the top of the ladder, yeah, and it was like yeah. one of those build a ladder workshop. Like you ever see those ladders that you have to like fold, like you can like fold up and like fold right, right, you position. turn it to square. Yeah, and like yeah, he's yeah. got like weirdly positioned, and Andrade was just on one and like on the top of one, and Claudio was trying to push it, and like he was trying to do something, but then Andrade just fell off. Yeah, and it looked like the chair, I mean, the chair, I keep calling it a chair, the ladder wasn't attached properly, and there was a point where Claudio tried to, like, reattach the two ends and couldn't do it, and it was like, I'm just going to muscle it, ah! Yeah. Um, so, yeah, end of the match, Odin men come out to the ring, and uh, they all set up a ladder, take out everybody, and one of them goes to the top, grabs the, um, was it, the uh, the chip, the casino chip, the and, which I feel like novelty chip, yeah. there needs to be, like, something, oh, just fucking backpack you know mm-hmm. uh, a leather a leather just maybe like a folder with I'll, a contract I'll take a folder a clipboard yeah a clip a <laughs> clipboard i think a clipboard is should be it for the contracts and, and uh, it already has a hole on it so you can hang it yeah 
A uh, guy goes up there, grabs it, and but this is not the eighth man. It's Stokely Hathaway, who what? earlier this week I kind of questioned in our private chat. Um, oh, you didn't you didn't put it on Twitter? I thought you did. No, no, no. This was just ah, uh, maybe I did, maybe I did. But I I felt like for the past I was like, what? Especially when he went off on Tony Schiavone last mm-hmm. week, I was like, there's a reason why some Stokely is setting all this up for somebody. Mm-hmm. And Stokely used to work with MJF. So, anyways, all these guys come out. And like I said, it was, uh, was, was it um, W. Morrissey, The Gun Club. Um, was it? Not, God, what's his name? Ethan, Ethan Page. Yeah. yeah. And uh, out comes the eighth man, which is the, the guy named the Joker. And he has a mask on. He looks like the those old, like when, like, remember those like magician tricks revealed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Uh, and Stokely Hathaway hands it to him. He wins. He, you know, uh, teases revealing himself, but he doesn't. His mm-hmm. mannerisms are very like MJF. And, uh, Ooh, and I, I wonder who it is. I wonder who it is. Uh, given that we said at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not revealed till later. And so that happens. And then we have the AEW World Trios Championships. Which saw the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson defeating uh, Hangman Page in the Dark Order in 17 minutes and two seconds. What a match. It was a good match, and I feel uh, like... Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The Dark Order's just not given their due. Especially... Yeah. And it's not the Dark Order in general. It's just... It's more so John Silver and Alex Reynolds. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I... Like... If they were in NXT, they would have been NXT champion, tag team champions by now. Been, yeah. Especially if it's, well, I can't say, you know, but under Triple H's, you know, because especially, you know, little Johnny Hungy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy runs wild yeah. the entire show. And so the entire match, you know, was Hangman kind of, it was weird. Hangman was kind of playing in between, like the Dark Order would go after the elite but then he would hold them back and then he hey, wanted man, to go after he has the, a bad back but then he wanted to go after the, like kenny himself like in a vicious fight yeah and then you so know the bucks are his boys but not kenny okay i get it yeah and then the end of the match uh was it saw hangman giving was it john silver mm-hmm. a uh multiple close close calls on omega first but then hangman goes for the buck shot and uh gives john silver the uh, the uh, buckshot lariat. It was accidental. Well, abs- uh, it was. Accidental. It was. And uh, Kenny Omega, Penn Silver, and the Elite win the uh, titles. Hooray! I mean, yeah, I'm down. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, it was just, I don't know. It, this match or the whole journey? Because I the love journey, the journey. Like the journey of the Bucks and the and Omega winning. I just, what, what, why? I, so, yeah, I guess... People can chase after them, but I don't know. I feel like there should have been a crowning moment for the, the Dark Order. You're right. You're right. And I'm not putting that to the side. What I'm doing is validating why uh, the Elite were given the titles. I think it solidifies Kenny Omega as your main star here. Because yeah. now he's had every single title. Except for the Atlantic, right? Or the TNT, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, those don't count. He was away. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, also, that, that's what they're are, doing. Yeah, he's above and those us. are below him. Yeah, I could see him winning the TNT title one of these days, maybe. Sure, yeah. No. Maybe even the TBS one. Oh. <laughs> the joke, you guys. This is a joke. Hey, man, you can't play G. Cargo. That's a woman. He's a man. It's, <laughs> it's sexist, man. But uh, 
Speaking of the TBS championship, Jade Cargill or uh, She-Hulk. Really cool cosplay, if you ask me. Actually, she looked really good. And it's cool because she wore a different wig and she looked nothing like herself. Like, I was like, is that Jade Cargill? Or is that that really She-Hulk? Because, yeah, she came out in She-Hulk cosplay. She bust through the brick wall that said that bitch instead of She-Hulk, which is amazing. Cool. And defeated Athena in four minutes and uh, 40 seconds. Uh, nothing to really say here about this match, though. I mean, um, I guess you could say Athena made a push really early on where she could have won the title. But in the end, it didn't turn out her way. Yeah. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ricky Starks in five minutes and 12 seconds. I was a little bit bored. I'm this glad it was match that long. just happened. Yeah. I hate to say it. And it was such a build. And then it just kind of ended. Well, maybe there's more to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, wait to see, but, uh, you know, it's just, okay, at this point in the story, at least give me a little something else to let me know it's continuing. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, yeah, Starks looked a little weak here, right? Oh, absolutely. Hobbs took him out, but Hobbs is getting the ultra push mm-hmm. lately because Hobbs is getting this, like, he's getting, like, the Cody entrance from the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean... Tony Khan's really big on him, man. Cool. I'm not good to the moon. I'm I'm not, you know, I don't know anything personally. It's just, yeah, Tony seems to really like him. I mean, on paper, you know what looks good is a Hobbs and Miro match. On paper. Oh, yeah. Here, the thing about Hobbs is that he's good. Um, he's just not like, he's still got more learning to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's, he doesn't know how to tell a complete story yet. Yeah. But, man, that, uh, with the sidewalk slam that he does, mm-hmm. um, it's it's so good, it's so good. It, it's always looked really good. He's always done such a good job at that. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh, and uh, next up, after Hobbs and Starks, oh, arguably one of the main, uh, the funnest matches of the night. The funnest matches of the night, which saw twenty in twenty one minutes, the acclaimed. We're defeated, unfortunately, <sighs> by uh, Swerve in Our Glory, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. What, oh, what made it. you? What made they you think? It. What made you think this was one of the funnest matches of the night? Uh, the drama, the um, the the leg injury cell. You know what I mean? And getting over that, and then picking up Keith Lee finally gave it gave me Andre the Giant chills. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, Do you feel like they could have like they missed out on a moment here with the acclaimed? Uh, you know the what? They, they could they could have, but you can drag this. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is their but first right there, legit. right there in Chicago. The way it went down, like if they would have oh, won the, right the there, the crowd would have popped. They like, would have fucking went crazy. Yeah, they would have blew the roof off of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a great match. Uh, the acclaimed looked really good, held their own. Um, at the end of the match, swerving our glory, they uh, hit their doomsday double stomp for the win and. After the match, it was a really weird sequence of events where Keith Lee tried to scissor Billy Gunn, and they scissored, and then he tried to mm-hmm. scissor the acclaim, and they were like, nah. I was like, okay. But it looked like um, okay. Bowens actually reached out to Keith Lee, like kind of just tapped his hand and walked away. He didn't full-on scissor him, but did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I saw that for sure. So it was a little bit of a dab. Yeah. Um, AEW Women's Championship, Tony Storm defeating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida in 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, I mean, which we've seen, you know, coming down the street for, you know, 
10 that's blocks. the thing that's the thing about this match and that's why i could not just get into it is because mm-hmm. this entire match the entire time i was just like we know tony storm's gonna win yeah we and know. i love Sheeta, but she was lacking chemistry with her opponents tonight yeah and there was that weird friendship moment that she had with uh tony storm where they're like we're both good guys so we have to be friends when they beat up on rebel like, yeah yeah Yay, we did it uh, why I are you didn't. beating up on rebel she seems nice that. Yeah, man. She was just, you know, speaking her piece. She didn't touch you guys. Um, but like I said, this is a decent uh, four-way match. The end of the match. Uh, did see. Let me see. Scroll through my notes. Let's see. It was kind of weird because it was just kind of like towards the end of the match. Storm sent Baker. Like, Storm hit this DDT on Hater for the win. After mm-hmm. she sent Britt Baker outside, and it was just kind of, I felt like Lackluster. abrupt. It was abrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, we're you know, like, maybe they were running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, well, like, no, maybe not really. Go- I mean, well. They, they might have given 15 minutes, and they were like, oh, man, we can't fit the next three uh, movesets we had planned. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jungle or Christian Cage defeated Jungle Boy. Jack Perry is his new name now. Mm-hmm. Um, in 33 seconds, but what saw this is because before the match, Luchasaurus uh, turned on Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. So good call, good call. By the way, I didn't think it was yeah, going to go I down mean, like that, but it's <laughs> logical. But and Christian isn't well enough to wrestle, right? I mean, is he, I thought he was. Well, he was in there for 30 seconds. He seems and like his he's spear not to be lately, and. Yeah. And his, and yeah, his he had a spear and Jungle Boy kicked out. Then Christian hit the kill switch engage or the kill switch for the win. And it's not kill switch engage. That's a band that the kids like. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man. It it was just it was what it was, and I don't understand why it was on the show. So you're right. You could you could accomplish this on Wednesday night. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Brian Danielson in 22 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, I don't know. This Chris match- is showing some rust. Yeah. Or some wear, I should say. No, you know, wear and tear. It was an okay match, but I just felt like the lead up to this match was a lot better than the actual match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it yeah, to me, it was just I mean, a little much. Yeah. Jericho's not as crispy as he used to be. I'll just say that. A great performer. And great on the mic. Great leader. Great locker room leader, what I hear of. But, you know, just losing a couple miles off that off that body you know what i mean after the match uh well not after the match but chris jericho low blowed danielson behind the officials back and uh went for the win and uh the pin and win and he beat daniel bryan after the match most of the jericho appreciation society came out to the ring except for daniel garcia oh he was mad because you could win without cheating yeah man. man Come on, man. Stick to the rules, man. It's not fair. So, and we saw Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro, the random ass team of Darby Ass, Sting, and Miro, <laughs> defeating yeah. the House of Black, Malachi Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews in 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, I feel like this is a fun match, a lot of cool spots. Um, but, you know, Sting was just doing Sting, looking like a cool strong old man and uh yeah, yeah. yeah i mean what do you got to say about this match 
Um, looks like Sting took some lessons from the great Muda because he packed his uh, his uh, mist pills, um, and he kind of missed the mark on the mist. Uh, did he? Did he? He, he kind of just spit like. It he was like spit the pill at him. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was, was like, oh, oh sorry, man. yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, because everyone was like, wait, where was the mist from that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Again, this is one of those matches that could have happened on Dynamite Rampage. Yeah, that's where Sting hit him with the mist. Darby locked in uh, the last Super Cradle for the win, and uh, or the last Supper Cradle, sorry, for the win. Yeah. Now, Daniel Garcia backstage with Tony Schiavone, and uh, Jericho is like, hey, man, why weren't you out there? It's like, because, man. You don't need me. You don't need You're me. Line art. I don't know. It's kind of, I, I don't like when a show's so long and they are adding things like this to the match. Yeah. So this final match, 20 minutes and three seconds, AEW World Championship, CM Punk defeating John Moxley. Holy crap. I mean, this was a fucking barn burner. Brutal. What, brutal. What did you that's think the of only, this match? W- yeah, that's the only word I, I can use to describe the match. It's brutal. I mean, the crowd was hot. It was fucking classic. There was of course, of course. a lot of really, really good near falls. And, uh, I mean, the post-match angle, I mean, that popped everyone. Yeah. Um, we had multiple GTSs, or at least attempts, multi- uh, a couple uh, death, I think one death rider. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of the match saw, um, uh, if I get to it, there we go. <laughs> uh, we got two GTSs and uh, Moxley collapsed into him, or got a GTS. Moxley collapses into Punk, and then he goes for the that second GTS. And, yeah, and, falls on uh, top of him. I don't know, man. That was just... I kind of... I didn't like the ending. I just... Why didn't... Oh, why, why did Cleveland have to happen if... Why? Yeah. Yeah. It was... Maybe it was a just so, Just so Punk didn't beat... I don't know. I don't no, know. Man, man, you know what? They could have went into this as two champions and unified the titles tonight. It made the it legitimized his leg injury and it legitimized Moxley going after that injury over and over. It made it mean more instead of your average every day. Oh, he's going after the leg today because of recent surgery. You know what I mean? Now there's a reason to sell it. He's actually re injured that knee and he's going after that re injury. That's what I think Cleveland was for. After the match, lights went out. A voicemail played uh, with Tony Khan talking to MJF about. Paying him a lot of money to show up at All Out. The camera cut to the Joker nice uh, earlier tonight, and MJF saying, I am the devil himself, unmasking himself with his Burberry scarf. Uh, MJ's F music started playing, and uh, he came out, and everyone chanted MJF in Chicago. <laughs> MJ's F music. MJF's music, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't know. I feel like the, the post-match angel was hot, it was just to me, like at least they could have like the lights went out and he taken out Punk or something. I was expecting him to they come back and him be be on his back. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. But no, I like the way it played out, man. It was good. So after the match, there was a lot of or there was a lot of things said backstage. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is the post match or the post show media scrum. Conducted by AEW and uh, CM Punk making comments on the uh, the Colt Cabana and Hangman Punch Punk situation. 
Now I am going to play this clip and uh, just be aware there are there's some uh, some naughty language in this. So uh, please be aware when I play this clip. Let's see. All right. Uh, why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay. You call it jealousy. You call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. I mean, that's the way you do it. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we that's subpoenaed true. old Marsha, he sent the email. Oh, can we please drop all this now? It's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to, go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? didn't do a goddamn thing wow so says it's the punk what do you think of those comments jose oh (laughs) okay this has to be a work man i mean they wouldn't allow that shit tony Khan was sitting right next to him right exactly tony Khan was sitting him during sitting next to him the entire time giggling well tony Khan, and also you know alvarez also called that or he called out of brian alvarez in the post media post-match scrum to mm. saying, you know, he was calling him incredulous, incredulous for uh, calling it a war or calling him saying he was going into business for himself, mm. things of that nature. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's some truths into what he's saying, you know, um, but for the most part, you know, it's part of the show. Yeah. Sparkly lights. So overall, uh, AEW all out 2022. I'd say it's a great show. Thumbs up for me. And, uh, yeah, that was AEW All Out. Uh, also, today we had NXT Worlds Collide. Um, I mean, five-match show. Seems to be back to an NXT TakeOver format. Nice. A lot of good a lot of good wrestling on the show. No matches were over 20 minutes long. We saw Carmelo Hayes defeating Ricochet to retain the NXT North American title. Uh, pretty deadly. 
which I called that too from uh, last week. If you check it out right. last week's show if you want to. Uh, they won the NXT UK and NXT tag titles in a fatal four-way elimination match. Mandy Rose unified the NXT and NXT UK titles. I'll take it. After defeating uh, Mako Satamora. And uh, Braun kickstart the new era of NXT as the top dog, winning the NXT UK title from Tyler Bate. We knew what was happening. Oh, absolutely. But, Jose, what do you hope to see from NXT going forward now? NXT Europe, we have one champion for each of the divisions. What do you want to see? I would like to see a strip down of all the neon in the arena. It's too bright. It's too bright. I mean, I guess it differ- differentiates. Is That's the word, right? Uh, itself from the main roster. But I like the, you know, the warehouse look better. I don't like the... Saved by the Bell. We're eating at the Max Arena. Yeah. Well, you know, they also started adding, like, comic, like, graphics. Like, the Kapow graphics. Really? I didn't see none So I wonder if they're oh just making it extra. They're trying to tank it. Tank the current look of it. Yeah. That, that's actually a good idea. So. Uh, but NXT today and yesterday, we had WWE Clash at the Castle. Um, like I said, Saturday... WWE held Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, Wales. Uh, not really a noteworthy of a show, but a very, very, very good show nonetheless. It's it's I like it better than any of the Saudi Arabia uh, cards. Yeah. Um, is in Wales where, you know, I got harassed by police there. You know, Yikes. Tried to pat me down for money, but I didn't have any, so whatever. Can't catch me, Cardiff Wales police. <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. What did you think of the show? What did you think of this UK show? You know, I, I had I had fun. I had a blast. It was a good way to start the weekend. Um, and, and the way Saturday. I watched it, I watched it so weird. Uh, I caught the main event live. Then I went back to see the beginning. And then I fell asleep right before the Seth Rollins riddle match. So I, I only got to see the outfits. I didn't I didn't get to see uh, the actual match. So we kicked off the show with Damage Control, the team of Bailey, Kai and Sky defeating Oscar Blisk and uh, Bel Air in a, in a pretty decent party match. Everyone looked pretty good. Uh, the UK, UK crowd does not let things go, though, because, no, no, boy, no. they were chanting this Bailey chant they used to do in like, what, 2016, 2017. Yeah. How'd it go? He goes, hey, I, ba- or they say, Bailey, I want to know, oh, oh, right. will you be my girl? They're just replacing Bailey with, or baby with Bailey. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's hot. I, I can barely think tonight. So anytime I'm <laughs> slipping up tonight, it's yeah. just because it's so hot. And Jesus, my room's like an all oven, the, too. And I have all the windows open, a fan. I, I finally got an exhaust fan, you know, one that sucks out air and blows in cool air. Oh, I didn't know what that is. Genius. There you go. Um, But the end of the match saw two haluva kicks, a rose plant, and a moonsault to the WWE Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Bailey pinning her to uh, win the six-person tag match. Set, probably setting up a women's tag match between the two ladies. 100%. And I hope Bailey gets it back. Uh, next up, which I thought was fucking match of the night by far, Gunther defeating Sheamus to retain the Intercontinental title. Uh, this, like I said, goddamn best show of the night. Uh, first off, Imperium back at full force, full force with 
Well, Giovanni Vinci uh, coming to uh, Imperium's side in the beginning of the match. Former Fabian Eichner, who was with the team before, but now he's back with them after Vince said he didn't like him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, these two uh, Euro behemoths just pounded away each other the entire match. And it was a lot of like close calls, a lot of hard-hitting chops. It was a fucking great wrestling match. Right. Like I could probably watch that match again. I'm gonna have to go watch it again because I was a little. Uh, I was, you know, the pro- what the problem is is I'm not very invested in Sheamus anymore, and I wasn't really that you know high on Imperium to begin with. I I can I, I totally agree that it was a good match, but the emotional state wasn't there for me. Just but that's you know personal preference. Yeah. Um. The end of the match saw a power bomb and lariat to Sheamus with Gunther pinning and winning. I'm glad Gunther won. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shayna Baszler was defeated by Liv Morgan. It, Wait, it was, what? In a very weird, very weird match. Um, I thought it was very weird because Baszler had control of the entire match going forward, and I don't know. She hit a code. Liv Morgan hit a code breaker and her oblivion. Mm-hmm. It says "live" in the middle. Get it? Mm-hmm. And uh, she pinned and wind. I mean, yeah, okay. Just, mm. I guess she's weird. a good face for the for the you know for the women's division, but is she really? Are you really sold on the fact that she's the champ? No, God, she give no. out champion God, vibes, no. right? God no. And it, to me, it was just uh, like it was lame. I didn't like it. But, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I kind of checked out on it. I, I, I tried hard to because I'm, I'm a fan of both. I'm a fan of Liv. I'm a fan of Baszler, but it just didn't work out. Edge and Ray defeating Judgment Day. Um, oh, 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 mon ami. This was another great match, and probably the second best match of the night after Gunther and Sheamus. Okay. Uh, Priest looked really, really, really good in this match. One thing I really appreciate in WWE right now is uh, their commitment to tag team moves. Yeah, who would have thought? There's just a lot of like commitment to people creating like innovative tag team moves. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. The finish of this match saw Dom distracting the referee while Finn Balor uh, gets the coup de gras on uh, or goes for the coup de gras. Rhea takes out Dom. Ray takes out Rhea. This led to a sequence where uh, Dom trips Finn Balor, 619 to Finn, and a spear to Finn. Edge gets the pin over Finn Balor. This was a fan-fucking-tastic match. Yeah, good. I can't believe it was as good as it was, but wow. It, it was, it was really good. good because Dom wasn't in it. Sorry, sorry, Dom. Oh, but, I, mean, I mean, you're he, rookie. He's showing you're some rookie, aggression. Bro. He's showing some aggression after the match. Yeah. Dom goes for the low blow on Edge, and Ray... Loses a shoe. Ray f- pleads with his son. He says, por favor, por favor. <laughs> Mijo, no. Mijo, no. What are you doing? Think of your familia. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he turns his back on his Padre while the uh, the Judgment Day just laughs on. Yeah, and they're showing um, clips of when Eddie turned on Ray back in the day, and it was the same style of clothesline. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do the whole "you're not my father" thing, right? Yeah, Seems yeah. like it. Yeah, you're not my real father. Uncle Eddie was really my dad. Look at me, I'm six four. You're five two. Uh, so this leads up to our next match of the night, Riddle. Being defeated, or sorry, not Riddle, Matt Riddle being defeated by Seth Rollins. He has his yes. full names back. Someone said that uh, Seth Rollins looked like looks like a evolving Pokemon. 
Okay, so first off, the original yeah. bro came out sporting an homage to Bikini Bottoms resident bro. Jeez, Patrick, whose idea was that? Patrick Starfish. Whose idea was that? And uh, Seth, uh, I don't know what the fuck Seth was wearing. It would seem to be like he stopped by in Las Vegas on the way to Cardiff, <laughs> Wales, and got yeah. some, like, he goes, I'm dressing as the devil. What yeah. do you got, showgirls? And they're <laughs> like, well, we have these feather wings and these sparkly uh, horned helmet. Ah, perfect. And then he went to go see Disco Inferno and got a jumpsuit from him. It was a weird look for Seth. Uh, yeah, I, I it, it was. But you know that that uh, going back to that Pokemon evolving, they showed a picture of him with, like, it starts with him with flames on his on his tights. Oh, and then remember funny. that remember that flame jacket he had? Yeah, yeah. Like the sports jacket. Yeah. And then the next evolution was this suit. Yeah. Ah, what are you doing? Great stuff. What are you doing, Chrome? What do you? I don't want you to open. Anyways, uh, yeah. So this kind of led before this match. There was uh, seemed to be some back and forth going on between Riddle and um, Rollins backstage. Well, this coming week, they, kind yeah, of they turning, insulted each other's parents. I mean, uh, their parenting or well, turning on the relationships. I don't know. The realism is being yeah. turned on between the two. And uh, earlier this week, Seth Rollins spoke with Ariel Hawani. On the uh, whatever show Ariel Hawani hosted and had Seth Rollins on. Let me just play the clip for you. Where does it come from? I mean, I've never really, as long as I've known the guy, I've never really liked his attitude. You know, I never really just kind of liked the way he goes about his business. Um, A lot of the ways that he sort of kind of disrespected guys that were like way above his pay grade when he was down at NXT. You know, the Booker T's, the Goldbergs, the Brock Lesnar's. I'm just like, dude, you know, like, pay your dues. Work your way up. You're you're so good. He's so ultra-talented in the ring, just like he was in the octagon. But that's never been his issue. His issue is his head. Mm. Just getting himself mentally where he needs to be to well, be able to consistently perform. Um, and, you know, he's trying to talk his way to the top, which I respect in some ways. But at the same time, like, you're going to get there. Just work your way up the right way. And so I never really liked that. And... Um, it really kind of kicked off. There was an incident with his now ex-wife um, <laughs> where he was kind of taking her side as she was, uh, for better or worse, body shaming. I mean, it's the only way I can put it. My wife, my current wife at the time, was my girlfriend. Um, and some of the other girls in the locker room, completely unprovoked. And I understand as a husband, you got to take your wife's side, but you also can zip your trap sometimes. And so I, I felt like him taking her side... I just was like, you, you gotta, you gotta shut, you gotta shut up. So essentially, the cat opens his mouth when he shouldn't and mm. says things that he should. Wow. And and his pants. Wow. I mean, who's surprised? Matt Riddle opens his mouth when he shouldn't. Yeah. And it could all be a work too, but whatever. Of course, of course, you know there is. But again, there's some truth to that and all of that. And uh, it, well, you know, he is kind of desperate to rise to the top. The guy's like 45. And, he, you know, Rollins is bringing up things from back in the day that, you know, maybe actually did rub him the wrong way. So, uh, but Real was split, displaying a lot of viciousness in this match, uh, taking the fight to Seth. We had, uh, towards the end, we had an atomic stop, an atomic stomp to Riddle and the pin and a win. This was a pretty great match, though. There's no getting around it, but I think they like repeated a lot of spots from earlier in the night that were just kind of repeated. Do. Oh, uh, I, from other matches. Like other people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So like, you know, like the whole throughout the night, there was a few spots where people were stealing other finishers. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of triangle spots throughout the night and it was just getting stale at this point. I felt Um, the same agent booking all these fights. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Then we had the main event, Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre to retain the universal title. This I'm going to go. I'm going to go on record and say that this is the best match these two have uh, had together. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was clearly in Drew McIntyre's corner. Um, and I, I, it was a big match feel. Yeah, totally. And the, the crowd helped a lot. Yeah. You, well, you, the, if, you, if you had watched it on mute, you wouldn't have had the same reaction. Well, the you fans have been it. clamoring for the return of Drew's Broken Dreams theme song, too. And I think they did it in a nice way because WWE, they this past week, BT Sports did a really good video package of Drew's, you know, you know, road to, to road to Cardiff. Right. And um, they played that song in it and people were like, oh, my God, hopefully he has it. But they played it like before his theme, like kind of like. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You just get everyone to get to sing along to it, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give them their little moment. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was good. I liked it. But um, Roman comes out with an amazing new bloodline graphic. Did you see that? Yeah, man. It's like Roman's head with the vines growing through it. It's not mm-hmm. just the old school, just like the Roman Reigns 3D model, which was really weird. Yeah, it was just him screaming. But uh, yeah, no, Roman, Roman comes out sans bloodline, as I assumed uh, last week, probably due to lack of vaccination status <laughs> or some other reason you can't That's travel throughout probably, the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, the crowd is stiffly behind Drew McIntyre and Roman has his back against the wall. An interesting spot, though, is when Roman hit a rock bottom to Drew and uh, Michael Cole called it a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like this is the first time it, things have been referenced to like, oh, that's a rock bottom. What recently. would have been called before? Just a uh, urinagi, because right after uh, this, Corey Graves called it a urinagi. And I don't know if this is them trying to build up the match with the rock or if Michael Cole is just used to WWE names for moves because earlier in the night there was um, like, was it like a face cracker and mm. you know, they called it a code breaker, right? which I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. Finally. But uh, at one point though, out comes Austin theory and Austin theory attempts to cash in a Tyson Ooh, Fury the crowd pops. Hard for this. Uh, he gets knocked out by Tyson Fury. Who's ringside. And then in a series of events, unprovoked, I, by the way, <laughs> what? Oh, the punch to Austin Theory. Yeah. By Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did they have something going on in the pre-show? I didn't see anything yeah. go on in the pre-show, but I also didn't watch the pre-show really closely. There might have been. There might have been something. Yeah. Um, he attempted to cash in. Fury cast, uh, knocked him out. Then in a series of events, Drew gave Roman two claymores and then goes uh, for the win. He has the win, like, pretty much in his grasp. And all of a sudden, a masked man, multiple masked men this weekend, uh, pulls out the ref. And it's the young Oos, the solo Sokoa, who seems to be coming to the main roster to join the bloodline. The younger mm-hmm. brothers of Jimmy and Jay Uso. I wonder how he'll fit in with Jimmy, Jay, and Sami Zayn. Right. So, uh, we get a spear to Drew and the pin in the win. Uh, this was a good match. I think uh, I was thoroughly entertained and... Uh, and then it got really shitty after this. Did you stick around for the rest? No, with Drew just like saying goodbye to the crowd. Yeah, and then they start singing. Well, him and Tyson. 
that's Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. That's how you say goodbye to a UK crowd. Shakes Roman Reigns' hand. Tyson Fury. Strange. Yeah. Strange reason. Just shakes his hand. He, well, he just cheated to win, and you gave him props. Okay, fine. Yeah. And then he picks up uh, uh, Drew. He's like, "Come on, chap." Let's you know celebrate. Don't feel bad. You made it this far. Then they hug and then they start singing. And then Drew McIntyre tries to sing uh, "Sweet Caroline," but he's like, "I don't know the lyrics. I just know the, the ending." Wait, how about this one? And he tries a different song. Everyone's like, "Okay." Oh, just... I didn't know if we're still on the air. Are we still on the air? Then he goes black. They're like, "No, we're not." Bye. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Clash Cash. I thought it was really and really good show. Yeah, they, this main event has some good back and forth. I don't, okay, it, maybe you can help me. Do you think that I don't like the finish because I don't like the result of the finish and they worked me? or was it, They worked you for the, the finish of the show? For, no, the finish of the match. How, how did the, they work you? Le, because I was all in for Drew McIntyre for some reason. Oh, yeah, no. I, I they mean, really sold me on him winning. I mean, and they were setting, up Kev, they're setting up Kevin Owens and, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, they're setting yeah. up The Rock, and I don't know. I yeah, think The Rock's going to come and win yeah. that. So, yeah, and Roman still wants that um, that break, right? He wants to take a break. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is he's gonna, he's going to defeat The Rock, and after he defeats The Rock, whoever is after that is going to defeat him. Yeah. Okay. And, you know what's not an impressive stat? What's that? Okay, seven thirty four day title reign. That's an impressive stat. You know what is not? What's that? Over two years, twenty three title retentions. That means he had. Less than one a month. Well, I mean, that's that's a champion, man. What, are you supposed to defend every night? Come on. What is this, 1984? Uh, I mean, 1984. No, it is 2022. Mm-hmm. So uh, we move on to our last piece of news for the night. Uh, a little bit of a little, mm. little bit of a icky news. Uh, yeah. The former... Velveteen Dream. I don't even know why we're talking about this, but let's just talk yeah, about it. Yeah, well, you know, they're all allegations, first of all. Oh, well, this last week, a lot of news came out regarding the former Velveteen Dream. Uh, coming into the limelight, reports of the former NXT star that he has been arrested twice since August 20th. Come on. First God. off, according to court records in Orange County, Florida, Clark was arrested on August 20th on battery and trespassing charges. On August 26th, Orlando Mugshots reported that Clark had been arrested again for possession of drug paraphernalia. Okay, let's be fair. I'm oh, playing devil's advocate. This is Orlando. Drug paraphernalia could have been some zigzags. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been some weed. Could have been, you know, could have also been a meth pipe. Could have been. <laughs> That's true. Pipe. It could have been a crack pipe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, but you know, you're right. It could have been, no, a, to, it, to it be been fair, a zigzag. To be fair. Yeah. Um, so uh, an arraignment for the battery and trespassing charges was set for September 28th. And uh, but that has since been canceled. Clark has pleaded not guilty to the battery and trespassing charges and has since paid bond for the release. Now, after those charges or arrest, the former WWE superstar now control your narrative Leader, I don't know what the fuck it is. Okay. EC3. I didn't hear about this. I heard the first part, but I didn't hear about this. Is accusing Velveteen Dream of filming 
WWE superstars while they're going to the bathroom. Oh, my God. So I'll just read this. In an interview oh with Sports Kita, uh, EC3 accused Patrick Clark Jr. of setting up a camera in his bathroom during a party so he could film people as they relieve themselves. EC3 said, quote, we had a party and it was at my place and he came over because I was being friendly and I'm top guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's a little, he's put, pulling that statement some a little mm-hmm. bit. And I tried to welcome everybody into the thing. He left his phone in my bathroom with the camera on trying to capture people taking pisses, he said. Uh, when asked how he knew it was happening, EC3 said, because it's my bathroom. When I walk in there, I was... And I see a phone selfie style propped up on filming where is if somebody is going to take a pee, they would, uh, you know, they, they would see their phallus hanging out, urinating into the water. <laughs> that means he, he saw the, the, the phone. He picked it up, rewound it and was like, oh, shit, there are people pissing in this. <laughs> what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or he walked in and he just saw the, the camera filming and it just was like, wait, why is that? Yeah. He said he didn't confront Clark, but after seeing uh, him go into the bathroom after he exited, he didn't want to cause a scene. Instead, he told everyone to leave because there was going to, he was going to bed. He All right, guys, later, party's over. He told, uh, party over. Some dudes tried to film. Uh, East, or Velveteen Shark Clark's trying to film everybody. Yeah, man, this is fucking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, what are your thoughts, man? Jose? Hey. Wow, here, dude, wow. I mean, it sounds it sounds too made up to be true, but usually, usually those are the ones that are the most true, right? I mean, he was allegedly talking to an underage boy. He's yeah. caught with drug paraphernalia. He's I'll, being charged I'll with give battery, him a pass on that one. Battery. But I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass on the, t- the, twi- the, what, the drug paraphernalia? Yeah, I'll give him yeah. a pass on that. We don't know what that could be. Yeah. But, and, and you know, the, I think the, the... It's not looking good, though, bro. Yeah, dude, this guy... I think WWE, what this kind of says is WWE really needs to do full extensive background search on these people oh, and yeah, full yeah. extensive mental health uh, research on these people. That they Dude, and maybe even check-ins, you know, like your first your rookie year, you get one check-in. Uh, after five years, you get another check-in. After 10 years, you get a check-in. Then after 15, you get a CTE check with that psychological test. But this is, this is like, this guy's pretty young. I mean, mm-hmm. he's around my age and. You know, I'm mid thirties. He's probably. I thought young. he was younger than that. He's Hold probably on. young thirties. Let's see. I thought it was in the story, but it's not. Yeah, man. Uh, what I remember Patrick is Patrick was... Dean Clark, born uh-huh. March seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five, died nineteen ninety-eight. No. Okay, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> he was part of the James. He was the best chef. To mid- Maybe this is his father. I don't know. That's his dad, probably. Yeah. Because he was James Clark or Patrick Clark Jr. Yeah, yeah. Was dad a Prince fan? Nineteen fifty-five. That's... So he's twenty-seven. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's that. That just makes it even harder to uh, digest. He's he's a kid. He's young. Yeah. Well, he's not young, dude. He's twenty-seven. I mean, you know, relatively speaking, uh, with the room that we're in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thirty-five. You're a little. You're a couple of years older than me, Jose. So. Yes, sir. So, Velveteen Dream is a Velveteen creep. Ooh, <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? I mean, In the come on, dude needs help, and yeah. I think he should reach out to WWE and ask for help. 
Yeah. Right. Someone and someone should teach this guy how to use the dark web if he's gonna be doing shit like this. No. Not that I'm not that I'm condoning it. No, because then <laughs> you're right. Just, he does yeah, he's just gonna yes, knock no on his door to... from yeah. some sort of, you know, local authorities being teaming yeah, up. No, he has no no business owning any internet connections. Yeah, in fact, take away his internet. Yeah, and his oh, phone. Yeah. Give him a give him a flip phone. Track phone. Yeah, where he has to uh, text using Prepaid. the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just a two way, or a beeper. Beeper. Yeah. 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 Get there him you a go. Give, give this guy a beeper. Beepers are still around for doctors, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, they know. are. I've seen them. They All are. right. I've seen them. Well, I think we've had enough fun today. There's. Oh, I had a blast. It it is so hot too, and I'm just ready to pass out. So, yeah. thank you again for joining us. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio, at CWR415, everywhere else. And, uh, yeah, I guess we will see you later. We'll see you next week. Later. Oh, I can't wait for this week. Bye-bye.